everyone. Thanks for joining me on Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things NFT and Web3 related. As you know, I'm your host, Brian, and we have two really special guests here today. We have co-founders Josh Jones and Rob Gregg of Cornucopias on the show today. Cornucopias is a AAA online role-playing game uh, where they utilize Web3 and NFTs. And I'm super excited to have them on the show today so we can dive deep and learn all about the new project. Guys, Josh, Rob, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having us. It's good to be here. And I got the name right, Cornucopius, right? Yeah, you did. Okay, good job. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's just for the audience right before we were talking about a little bit and I realized there was an S on the end. So um, definitely want to make sure we get that right because honestly, I was on your website right before we jumped on here and we were talking about this before the show, but your game trailer is outstanding. We'll probably embed a few of the videos in this podcast, but... Uh, just awesome stuff, guys. Thank give you. me a little bit of give me a little background of, you know, how you got into Web three, how you got into NFTs, and how you came up with this like inspiration for this awesome game. Okay, sure. Uh, background on Web three is I started getting in around 2017, and uh, that's when I really discovered why I cared about crypto, uh, knowing issues that I had with monetary policy. Uh, in the states and around the world, and and what crypto and blockchain does, uh, I believe is is very powerful. Uh, got quickly involved into the Cardano ecosystem. I was attracted to their approach to doing peer review and uh, taking a slow approach to building out their tech uh, and making sure to build it right with the right foundation. But that said, we've always been very cross chain uh, minded. We all we want to be interoperable and available to all the web three. In fact, we recently launched liquidity on Uniswap as well, which is on the uh, Ethereum chain. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into to blockchain. I met Rob and the origin story is that uh, Charles Hoskinson was doing a catalyst. Uh, he was doing a video, Charles Hoskins, the founder, founder of Cardano, he's doing a video uh, announcing Catalyst winners, which Catalyst is a accelerator for the Cardano ecosystem. The funding comes from the Catalyst chain or from the uh, Cardano blockchain, and it help, that's getting pushed out to community members who get voted on uh, to add value to the ecosystem. Hoskinson had announced one of the projects. Uh, Rob was one of the first 50 developers to add value to Cardano uh, that are from outside of the IOHK entity, which built Cardano. So it's pretty cool. Uh, that's how we met. And uh, Rob had an idea he was tinkering around with and researching. And we started talking about it and modifying it and uh, iterating on it. And it, it was about two short months of building trust. We still hadn't even met face to face. This is what's kind of cool. He's across the <laughs> that's pond. Three, four, so yeah. He's in the UK. <laughs> I'm in the States. And we're meeting and talking virtually. At the beginning, I have to be honest, I was like, I don't know about this. This seems, you know, um, because it's like I'm meeting this guy brand new. We haven't met face to face. We're building a relationship, but I trusted him and I and, and we had like values. And it ended up that uh, two months later, we launched Cornucopias. So that's that's my background and how I met Rob and how we got started. I don't know if Rob wanted to add anything there or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my name is Rob Gregg. I'm the, I'm the other co-CEO of, of Cornucopius, just like Josh. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I started programming when when I was about 12. I've been a gamer all my life. Um, I've been an, an entrepreneur, set up my own business at, at the age of 20. Um, so yeah, always 
working for myself or being an, an analyst and, and a contractor for for corporate companies or, or other companies and and following technology. So been into cryptocurrency around about 2017 at the peak, like everyone else, and had a chance to, to study all the different blockchains. And then in 2020, when the opportunity came about to, to, to start building brand new tech on, on this brand new blockchain, I mean, it was, it was an opportunity that was, that was too good to, to pass over, really. So I applied for that, and I was one of the original 50 members that were, that were on Project Catalyst. And, um, yeah, I wrote some open source software there, and I've been interested in, in you know, cryptocurrency and, and, and going back 20 years into, into Wi-Fi, SMS, uh, Zigbee, all kinds of different technologies. And it was, it was just, yeah, natural just to, to land here in, in the, the latest technology space. Well, you guys are in the right place here. Super happy you're on the podcast. I'm a big cryptocurrency guy. I've been in it for, you know, I've been rinsed a few times, <laughs> made a, a couple of fortunes a few times. I've, you yep. know, I've dabbled with everything through coins. I really got attracted to NFTs kind of, you know, whenever it really started popping off. I actually was introduced to them really early on and uh, had some good trades, but never held on to like these grails we would call them from 2018 on but uh have a nice nft portfolio and personally i it feels like the meta is almost moving towards gaming and i want to dive deep into the game because it just looks so awesome but curious of what you guys think about just like the macro market and why i I guess i'll rewind a little bit i'm not a huge gamer myself i like gaming have always played it but i never understood when why gamers weren't initially attracted to nfts it just seemed like such a natural transition to own your own in-game assets they're already like have the concept with like skins within fortnite and i never really understood why they didn't want it to be decentralized um maybe shooting this over to rob because i know you mentioned you're a gamer you've been a gamer and a developer since you're 12 uh, why have NFTs not like taken off? They're starting to, but why have they not taken off in gaming yet? Well, I, I think cryptocurrency is very much uh, people that enter into cryptocurrency. It, it's it's usually people looking at speculating and, and wanting to make money. So gaming yeah. is is a is completely separate genre, I, I, I suppose, if you look at it that way. But I think yeah, there is an absolute natural co- um, cohesion between gaming and NFT and cryptocurrency, in my opinion, which is one of the reasons why, you know, we wanted to disrupt this space. We, we thought it was right for, the, for, for looking long-term where the gaming could go. You know, games for, for the, since the start of time have always had high scores. They've always had in-game currencies. So that was naturally mm-hmm. pairs alongside a, a cryptocurrency or a token. And yeah, exactly like you're saying, you know, people are collectors, they, they do have skins in game that I just don't think they understand the opportunity uh, or, or that you can actually own those skins. You know, I mm. must have put hundreds, if not, if not, you know, thousands into skins over, over the last six or seven years in various games. And all that money, you know, even last week I, I bought some V-Bucks for Fortnite. All that money ha- has gone. Should they turn the game off, you know, that, it's gone forever. So yeah. when when the light bulb goes off that you actually own these assets and then there's an opportunity to sell them or trade them, which happens in a lot of traditional games, but they are all happening kind of like black markets. When you realize that the new wave of games, Web3, 
that's been built in from from the start to actually own the assets and, and trade them and sell them. I think when people understand that, that is in the huge opportunity to to disrupt the um, the gaming industry. Yeah, I, w- I would add to that just real quick that you know if you're a big game studio in mainstream, it's possible that NFTs in this new Web three gaming trend is perceived as a threat. So. I'm not saying that there's propaganda against it, but that's a possibility for sure. And then also you have our own industry working against itself, so to speak, because you've got a good amount of people that are running scams and doing things of that nature. So that doesn't help us. Uh, But at the same time, it's a powerful to to emphasize Rob's point, player-owned assets, NFTs within games. That's a powerful solution uh, for for parents who have kids that are putting tons and tons of money in Fortnite and for, to be a parent to know that, hey, guess what, son, you've actually accumulated $2,500 worth of assets in Cornucopias. Uh, let's let's take some of that and utilize it, you know, or, or whatever it may be, whatever the use case is. But uh, uh, I think that's a powerful solution for, for gamers uh, all over, really. Yeah, I have four little kids and they like love Roblox and they're harassing me constantly about like getting Robux and buying. Uh, Literally, one of my daughters who's eight years old was just the other day was like, I want to buy this, this and this. And I was like, well, you know, I'm now trying to help them manage money a little bit. I was like, well, you have some chore money. If you want to give me a few dollars, we'll buy, you know, it was a very of a skin and she was elated. And I kind of like walked back and I was like this is the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, she's just yeah. so happy about like flexing uh, this, this skin to her classmates on Roblox. It made her happy and kind of the NFT dad and myself. I was like, this is cool. Uh, one of the things that we've preached really recently, uh, you know, at NFT nation and real talk and uh, our real talk podcast is just how the metaphor gaming just seems to be there like i i'm like pretty involved with like uh parallel and their prime token Parallel's doing awesome. yeah it's doing awesome i was like buying it I, I was initially attracted to this seems like a cool little game this is interesting i like the tokenomics behind it we interviewed the team on the podcast and after i talked with the team on the podcast i was like they really have something here and yeah. i think that like three x since our interview just yeah. a few weeks ago and i was like uh it, it just seems like that is moving forward. And I agree with both of you. It feels like the industry, the NFT industry mostly has to mature a little bit until people are like, especially these games really want to dive in head first. But uh, projects like yours definitely is going to make people feel really comfortable diving in. And I guess leading into my next question, tell me a little bit about Cornucopius and just the inspiration and what it is. Yeah. You know, one comment real quick on some of the gaming moving over to Web3 and what's happening. Uh, just real quick, the the uh, confluence of several powerful trends is occurring. So crypto is growing faster now than the internet uh, back yeah. when the internet was exploding. So you've, you've got a, a trend of mass adoption happening with crypto. Gaming, uh, mainstream gaming right now has more revenue than radio, uh, film production and uh, music combined. So it's it's a power and so powerful, powerful, um, two powerful trends occurring. And now when you combine those with a incredible solution of player owned assets and empowering the players to to really participate in and the community involvement of Web three, 
you take a, a really powerful uh, set of trends and create something that's just amazing if you lead with quality, which is what we're trying to do. And so to, to more to your question, capitalizing on that trend, Rob and I both wanted to build something that allowed for just abundant creativity. We get to create yeah. in so many different ways. And that's a value that we want our community to participate in with us. But when we were ideating on Cornucopius, it was a, a good amount of back and forth and back and forth where we developed this idea and started presenting that to the community. The community spoke into it. Then our team started speaking into it. Our team now is up to around uh 31 or two internally, and then a total of maybe uh, around 47 or 50. So we've built a pretty solid team in two short years. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of feedback coming in from community and team as well. I don't know what you would add to that, Rob. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, right. I mean, we we started with just four co-founders, you know, we we bootstrapped the, the project for the, for the first few months. Um, and then we we built some prototypes. Um, originally started in, in Unreal Engine four, but we knew pretty quickly that Unreal Engine five was coming. We didn't know when it was, when it was going to be. So we we built all we built all our own assets in house. That was really really important to us. That we want we want to stand out going forward because I, I don't think any any mainstream game that that has ever become popular have, has done that with with marketplace assets so we knew we always wanted to create our our own assets um the the game itself is is free to play because because we want people to to enjoy the game get a taste of the game be, before you know you 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 then learn about nft and ownerships and and how that can unlock other aspects and, and other skins with and vehicles within the game um Conocopius is is a is a, is an MMO RPG game um like I say developed on on Unreal Engine 5 um we're currently in early access testing so we have about 4 or 500 people that have access to to testing and they get in there because they own NFTs which is a great use case for for NFT ownership um and I think Josh you you can explain the the overall lore and and the brief Elevator pitch are a lot clearer than I can. Oh, set me <laughs> up, buddy. Uh, you put a lot ball there for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 sure. I mean, the lore is that uh, humanity has basically ascended from the Earth's surface and created a breathtaking new world in the sky. And this new world is, consists of uh, a bunch of floating islands or domes. And what that does in terms of giving us differentiation uh, in the gaming space is allows space travel, utilizing our NFTs to go from dome to dome, but also to have a variety of experiences. Each of these yeah. new domes has a unique community and a neat, unique look and feel to it. So for example, what Rob said is, is already live is our, our Kalito Valley Raceway, uh, which has a outer resort area that looks like a combination of Disney and Vegas. It's really cool. All sorts of moving, uh, floating uh, sky cars, and there's a monorail and, and all sorts of stuff to do in there. Uh, we, have, we have a ton more gameplay to add, without a doubt, to that area. We're, we're very early stages, but it's beautiful AAA quality graphics. And then it's also got, you walk through that resort area and you get to uh, the raceway. And people are pretty pumped. These are uh, flying vehicles. So jet-powered flying vehicles, and they go. Uh, they can break the sound barrier. So uh, right around uh, 1,200 miles per hour, you'll have an experience where you see something very similar to when a jet uh, breaks the sound barrier. But anyway, uh, this 
this humanity having ascended to the domes gives us the ability to create a ton of variety within cornucopias. And so it gives us the ability to continue creating, innovating. It even gives us the ability to create a dome and start testing VR uh, at some point uh, when that trend starts to get a little bit more infrastructure and a little more traction. Uh, It gives us the ability. We've done a custom dome sale where eventually we're empowering the community to start creating. So influencers like yourself or content creators like yourself, you might have a community of a million in a couple of years, and you might want to buy one of our custom domes and use the building kits to create your own PVP battle and tournament space for your community. And you can even monetize that. So there's some really cool things we have in our vision and roadmap uh, but we're we're still boots to the ground, developing as as hard as we can, and uh, thankfully going into a what looks like a very um, positive twenty twenty four for us and and the crypto industry as a whole. So we're we're pretty pumped up. And these and these domes that they're, they're in twelve different theme zones as we call them. Uh, um, so 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 one is like a like a Colorado. <laughs> Um, that's Solace. We, we have Esperanza, which is kind of like a, a Wild West theme zone. We have Fortune that's coming in the in the future is more like a, an Asian zone, and we have nine other zones that that we haven't that we haven't released yet that they're still on the roadmap. And these these worlds are all eight kilometers by eight kilometers, so there's tons and tons of exploring to go on in there. There'll be survival, there'll be combat, there'll be racing, there'll be fishing, there'll be building. Um, mining, farming, all with player-owned land and player-owned assets. So the, the, what we wanted was it was a game that was was ambitious, but that appeals to to different types of gameplay. So we've got the adrenaline flying racing vehicles, and then we've got the kind of chilled fishing and, and farming, but also with the esports element of we're going to have a racing league and we're going to have a fishing esports league. So, so we've got lots and lots that we're building over the next few years. We, we, with our first offer and being Kalido Valley, which is a mega dome, which is, which has the, the MMO front end with, with all the different shops and the showrooms where you can go in and actually see what you see with your avatar, what these NFTs look like. And then you can go through the lifts and go out and then you can, can go racing in, in, into esports. So it's an incredible experience even today. And we've, we've, we've been building for just over two years now. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the website right now. The graphics stand out. Um, just everything it looks super smooth did now did i miss did you utilize a gaming studio or did you build this all in-house entirely internal uh that's not to say that we wouldn't use utilize a gaming studio in in the future but that step currently our plan is to build out as strong of a team as we can so that we're small and nimble uh because we've built that what we've brought to market to date is incredibly fast for the level of graphics and the quality and the fact that it's entirely custom art uh that's that's amazing so really rob mentioned it earlier we switched to from unreal engine 4 to unreal engine 5 that was an enormous decision for us because at the time 5 was not vetted this was in 2022 around march or somewhere around there and unreal engine 5 had just been released and thankfully, our, our developers had been looking into it and uh, were anticipating this. But it was a big decision for us because to, to move forward with that, 
you don't know what kind of bugs or issues or problems that they are going to have relevant to what you're building specifically. And we, we really didn't know what kind of issues we could uh, encounter, which would mean we'd have to modify the engine to get around that or, or whatever. The, the beauty is that we, we took the risk and it enabled. So what I'm saying there basically is that really we've only been building since 2022 on Unreal Engine 5. And so we've, and we've accomplished a lot in that period of time. But thankfully, a lot of that was testament to the qualities that Unreal Engine 5 brought. It enabled nice. us to massively upgrade our graphical quality and our speed of development in some ways. And in some ways, it slowed us down. But we're thankful. It was a good decision. We're on the cutting edge of the most powerful game, gaming engine platform there is. Unreal Engine 5, yeah. the release is leaps and bounds beyond other platforms that are out there right now. It's it's remarkable what they've done. And so we've got a powerful cutting edge tool that we're able to bring to our community in the form of Cornucopius. It's exciting. Yeah, I mean, again, the art is spectacular. I mean, I, I look through a lot of these projects. I mean, that's what my full-time <laughs> job is, is vetting NFT projects and really have gone down the rabbit hole with gaming. And your sticks out as one of the best I've ever seen. I'll, I'll certainly drop the link for everyone watching uh, the video so you can check it out. I highly recommend you check out the website. Um, so back to a little bit of the gameplay mechanics, uh, the habitats, or were you calling them domes, I believe? Domes, is that the, yeah. 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 So is in each dome, is there a different core gameplay? Like I see that you have like a first-person shooter, you have racing, you mentioned fishing. Does it change with each uh, dome? Uh, yes, for the, the, for the okay. most part. Yeah. So Rob talked about it a little bit with the themed zones so that, you know, he mentioned Fortuna and Solace and Esperanza. Those are domes that are going to each have their own geographical environment, right? Uh, their own look and feel and theme. And there's going to be building up on your property, participating in the in-game economy, uh, crafting materials, um, farming, fishing, things like that. These little mini games as well that are going to be a lot of fun. But then you 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 go over to, you could fly out, you can exit the dome. There's a lobby area in each dome and you can exit that. Uh, and then you get into your NFT vehicle or you get into free public transportation because the game is free to play. And you travel to Kalita Valley Raceway and get a race in or something <laughs> like that. And then there's going to be all sorts of tasks and quests and things like that so that you can really, uh, so that you're encouraged of, encouraged and incentivized to explore all that Cornucopius has to offer, which right now isn't uh, a ton because we, we've got, but we are building and releasing at a very fast pace. So we're constantly, we're just involving the community every step of the process. Uh, we've got mining in Solace 1 uh, really close to release. That'll that'll definitely be most likely in 2024. We've got Kalito Valley uh, Resort and Raceway already released. And so there's a lot of cool things that are going to be happening in 24. I think if, if we if we just touch on that just a little bit, what when when we we call these mini games when when we talk about um, racing and farming and mining and what I'm, but if I paint the picture, you know you 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 start off in you're in this huge dome which is eight kilometers by eight kilometers, you're exploring the landscape, then you come up to one of one of these giant giant mountains or giant hills, you then enter into the mining, you descend literally hundreds of meters under the ground and then you go in which is you could you could fall to your death in there there's there's some surprises in, in there as well with the law and you're not just 
going up to a wall and and then cracking the wall and, and mining. Yeah. As you're as you're doing that, other people could be behind you. As, as you're doing it, your some some of the the um, the pay is is coming to the ground, and somebody could steal that. Hey, so, so, yeah. And and then you don't know what is in in that pay either. So that pay can then go and be extracted, and there could be some extra things in there. And as you're chopping into those mines and, and, and mining them, they're getting bigger and bigger and more expansive. And the deeper you get, the more danger it gets. And that's just mining. So, so we're, we're, we're not just looking for traditional, like for fishing, just go and fish and, and pull out a fish. We're, we're looking at all these different mini games, dare I say them, in, in real big detail and trying to put as much detail and fun gameplay, not just on a single player level, but multi-level again and, all together and yeah we, i think the 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 ambition for the game i think is huge but i think if you look at some of the some of the mining footage that we've done and we and we had a we had a, a demo of the of mining this this year in las vegas where people were playing it i, I think you'll see that you know we're, we're we're achieving quite a lot of that that we're setting out really really early i it's absolutely amazing i've never seen anything like this you guys mentioned mini games quite a bit, and I see the racing on your demo here. That looks like yeah. reminds me like F Zero from like Super NES. Like you know, obviously yours yeah. is way more evolved, but for some reason it's like sixteen sixteen players in, in the same race across the world together. It's really really hard to to put this together, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's incredible. You know incredible the sixteen players. The thing we gotta stop saying is mini games, Rob. Uh, no, because no. none of them are, they're not many, they're not uh, many, no. you know, they're, they're actually, for, you know, for example, the racing, that's significant. There's uh, three tracks and there's going to be eventually quite a few more tracks. And uh, that was a, an enormous, I mean, that's, that's a solid racing game. If you've got a decent graphics card, we'll get you access. Let's get you into play uh, because we want everybody we can to experience this. So let us know. But yeah. And the mining experience that Rob talked about. That's going to be under quite a few of these different domes where you can go down and gather resources. That's not many. That's a big game <laughs> with a lot of caves, a lot of space, a lot of things to do and ways to die and all sorts of stuff like that. And fishing, for example, 12 different theme zones that Rob talked about that we've got to build that are eight kilometers by eight kilometers that all have water supplies in them. At least we think so, right? So let's say there's 10 different bodies of water in each of those. That's 120 different bodies of water that mm -hmm. you could travel around and go and look for which fishing spot is the hottest of the day. That's not many. In fact, that's the largest fishing game <laughs> in the world when we pull that off. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah I guess we got to check our language, but that's just been a habit of ours. And, and the, the reality is it's a huge vision. We have a long way to go, but yes. Rob's right. We're building quickly. What's your guys uh, up until this point? I know they're not all developed, but what's your favorite game? Ooh. Favorite game? I, I have. I mean, I, I love. With, I love exploring with the community, and we, and we often go in there, and you know, we do streaming in Discord and stuff. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a, a brief demo of what farming could look like, and I was instantly hooked. They were all running to another park, going up and down these different platforms, going back and forward, testing that, and and they couldn't find me because I was at the other end, just just doing a little bit of hunting and gathering <laughs> over there. So, so for me, I know instantly it's going to be farming. So if you're asking regarding cornucopias and not favorite game of all time. Yeah, yeah, cornucopias. Uh, one, well, I, we haven't been able to test fishing yet. And one of the cool things about why we built Kalito Valley Raceway is that um, 
it enables us in that resort area, there's actually a testing facility where we can take a variety of different gameplay mechanics like fishing or mining or whatever and farming. And we could test it out PVP. That's coming too. So all of these things we could test in that testing facility, make sure it works replication wise, uh, multiplayer wise, uh, get the testing and refining done. And then we just implant that into the dome that it needs to be in. And that just really sets us up for a speeded up uh, pace of development in a lot of ways. But to answer your question more thoroughly or, or more um, racing is the only one that's really fully available. And I happen to love racing games. Yeah, I love this game. I, I'm not kidding. It looks, I love un- racing. It looks unbelievable. It's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's really addictive trying to get faster. Than yeah, the, trying to get the fastest time, the making the turns yeah. right, uh, you know, hitting the boost as you're coming out of the turn, hitting the brakes, brakes as you're going in, navigating super uh, hard corner turns, and then also trying to make sure you don't run into people that are right ahead of yeah, you. It sucks sure. when somebody's stopped out or they just got in a wreck and you're coming around a corner going – uh, you know, 700 miles an hour, 800 miles an hour, you don't have time to react to that. Yeah, when you're on that final right lap and you're on that flying lap and yeah. then there's somebody just stuck there because they've exploded and oh no, it's so frustrating. We actually had, I don't know if you're familiar with Bryson, he's in the Web3 space. Uh, mm-hmm. he, we invited him in to play and he absolutely loved it. It's like this, it, bl- it blew him away. He loved it. The description you're giving me of the, the some, crashing in somebody keeps bringing me back. This is so off subject of the movie Days of Thunder. Whenever Cole has like, yeah, what what was it that uh, Duvall said in there? He goes, you, you, just just give it the gas, don't let off because they're going to yeah. drift out of the way or something. Exactly. Yeah, and he's, I remember being a kid. I'm like, come on, floor, Cole, come on, Go. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, no, this is, this is outstanding. Um, so tell me a little bit about, I see you have the, the Kopi token, I believe, I believe if I'm saying it correctly. Yeah. So how do people play to earn, build to earn, farm to earn kind of what's the whole, the whole thought process of earning the token, how you do that and how you can make it like, you know, well, to be honest, rewarding. we're still modeling out a lot of that. We're kind of shifting away to the from the to earn language just because we want them to be playing for fun. But there yeah. will 100% will be a, I know you probably saw that in one of our docs, uh, but there will 100% be rewards infrastructure in place where earning can occur. Uh, and exactly how that's doing going to work, we're still modeling that out. We're actually working with a project called Machinations. Uh, which does like Monte Carlo simulations. They'll take all of these variables that you have within Unreal Engine. They'll take your token. They'll take a variety of things and they'll run Monte Carlo simulations to help us optimize that model so that it really works so that the in-game economy is effective. And uh, we're, so we're pumped to have a partnership with them and, and move that forward when the time is right, uh, which is actually quickly approaching. So uh, (laughs) quicker than we want really. Yeah. (laughs) And, and the racing league, you know, that will have Kopi token rewards. Nice. And, and, and the game will be split into various seasons where people come into a season. We'll have some kind of a of a, of a, of a seasonal um, pass or, or or adventure for that season. And the communities and the districts will work together for themselves and then they'll work together in districts. So we'll have district versus district competitions. Um, and then they will have various votes because remember that some of the players will actually own some of the, the land within the different districts so at the end of the seasons they will be able to 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 vote and and decide what what new rewards they're going to have not just for themselves but for their village maybe maybe they want they want a, a bridge or 
to to go to make w- access from one area to another area easier or, or, or stuff like this. So so lots of really fun in-game mechanics that require to work individually, but also part of part of a team. Yeah, one thing that definitely stands out is I love how you guys are being methodical about the token. You know, you're not just like throwing a token out there to be like, hey, you can earn this and we're not exactly sure what it's going to do. I love that you're being methodical about it because that typically works the best. And then secondly, it sounds like you're really engaging with your community. Uh, seems to be like a little bit of a stickiness to this game. Even the you know hour or two I was looking through it, I was like, started to get these like funny vibes about it. And I'm sure if I was playing it, I'd probably get pretty addicted. So love to see how you're engaging with the community. Um, you mentioned earlier and just not to bore any, not to bore any listeners, but I'm really curious about, uh, because this is a lot of talking points and I'm a big believer in it is your cross chain. Uh, you're not just like attached to one chain, like Ethereum or Polygon or anybody like that. Can you kind of dive in a little bit deeper why you chose cross chain and what chains you're exploring and why? Yeah, that's an important question. Uh, so I'm glad you asked. We started on Cardano. That's, that's our home chain because that's partially where Rob and I met as, as a result of that through the Charles Hoskinson video that I told you about earlier on. Uh, and we believe in a lot of the ways that they're doing things, but without a doubt, it was always in our plans from the very beginning to go cross chain. And the reason for that is we want to bring in gamers from all chains. It's yeah. not about a tribalism or which chain is better or anything like that. It's about what we're about. Our vision is to create entertainment and to bring yeah. people into something that's incredibly fun. And so yeah, let's let's cast a net that that brings in all of Web three and interoperability is uh, to be honest, it's huge. We need the success of these layer one chains of all chains. Yeah. We need the success of uh, Star Atlas and uh, Parallel and other games that are out there. We need that to happen because that helps to give Web three gaming a more powerful start. Uh, and furthermore, uh, we're not just going for Web three gamers. We want to eventually start channeling our marketing to capture mainstream gamers because we've got a cool way of bringing them into what we're doing. And that's also why we led with incredibly uh, quality, high quality graphics and we're creating a quality experience is because mainstream gamers aren't going to tolerate some of what's what's currently out there. Uh, they're, they're just, they happen to be the biggest fudsters that there are typically more so than crypto. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we're aware of that, but, you know, and the time's not right to start marketing to to mainstream but that's that's why we we had that strategy in mind i i I make the joke all the time and no offense to any gamers out there but i feel like gamers are like they hate everything and then they then they love it you know it's like they're like no i absolutely hate this This is the worst idea you've ever come up with this the worst game ever and then they like modify it they're like this is the greatest thing ever i'm never gonna change (laughs) it's so like uh it's such like a hardcore personality it just takes one one influencer to do a video on them and 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 yeah but mine's quickly changed and and i think you know in in the past there's been a lot of negativity about blockchain and, and crypto and the and you know kind of scams that happen in, in the area that you know that within mainstream gaming like we talked about before moving skins from one person to another that whole industry is rife with 
with with black market um, yeah. scams that go on with PayPal and people moving things over. So, you know, we, we wanted from a start to change that and give a safe environment so people can buy and, and sell and trade because that's what people want. You know, we're, we're looking at cross-chain. Cross-chain, for, for me, the blockchain should be absolutely invisible. Nobody should know that it's happening on a chain. And we're looking to go where the gamers are. And, and, and you know, the, where are the gamers? They're, they're everywhere, which is, which is why our game eventually will be on pc it'll be on xbox playstation nintendo will be on multiple chains as well we we we, we just want to be where the where the community and where where gamers are yeah you guys are nailing this because my next question was gonna be like are you on pc is this gonna be mobile i know you've mentioned vr and ar so it looks like you're Definitely trying to involve everybody into in, into the entire world and the ecosystem. We, we don't want to move too fast. We're, we're starting yep. on the PC, um, and then when we have an absolute solid game that that we know we know works on the PC with the APIs and and every every other you know hurdle we we have to jump through, we we will then branch out into into um, Xbox, PlayStation, and then obviously streaming in the in the future and get more and more people involved and more accessible. We're, and we're definitely not ignoring mobile either. In fact, we've already developed yeah, a no. game on mobile. We set that aside uh, and we've got a good team in place to develop that when the time is right. We chose to focus our resources and deliver on some promises to community uh, before we really try to cap captivate that uh market but you know that's that's definitely a direction as well in addition to everything that rob is is saying and we might have something most likely that's tied into what we're already doing so they work together so to speak so you could be working on your property well i can't I can't go any further. I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. I can't Don't reveal that on. alpha just yet. <laughs> Come on. I think we need that alpha, you know, it's a, we, we need uh, clicks. Rob might be slapping me behind the scenes here. So <laughs> he's in the UK, you know, he's far. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Take a flight. Um, so yeah, I love, I love that you're, you're thinking, you know, outside of the box. Well, I shouldn't say outside of the box. You're really trying to incorporate all these systems, uh, together, and I think that's going to go a long way because certain people love a mobile game, certain people love a PC game, and we know that everyone loves like Xbox and PlayStation, and that's how you really get people, you know, the stickiness to something along those lines. Uh, one question I definitely don't want to leave hanging because this is like one of the most important questions I have for this entire interview. It, and uh, it, well, let me go back a little bit. I did look at your roadmap, and I'm just going to call out for the community. These guys are on point with their roadmap. It's like I was like looking through your timeline. I was like, they're moving at a very quick pace, but it seems like you're just knocking down every single um, objection, uh, uh, goal you have for each and every one, just in a very timely fashion. So love to see that. It just a testament to you have a large team, or you know in terms of like a web three game, it's growing. So it's, it's great yeah. to see that you're growing that way. But the question I really want to ask is one of the NFTs available, how do I buy an NFT and curious about when your tokens available, because I might provide some liquidity for that token as well. Well, all of those are available right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, you so, did mention Uniswap, I believe, right? So yeah. Yeah. So the token is available on uh, Binance chain on Cardano and on Uniswap. Those are the three areas where there's decent liquidity uh, that we've provided liquidity to those DEXs. Uh, and uh, just recently on Uniswap, NFTs are, you can get land NFTs on third-party marketplace called JPEG Store right now uh, on Cardano. So most of our NFTs are currently on Cardano, but one of the next sales that we do for NFT is going to be on the Ethereum chain on the layer two. 
so uh, so that we can minimize costs for those those people to participate in that. So we participate in that. So we will have a mint there soon as well. But yeah, you can one hundred percent participate in what we're doing right now. Uh, now the Ethereum uh, mint upcoming. Do you have an idea when that is and how people? Is it like a whitelist? Uh, do we just? email you guys directly, call your home and leave you messages. I would love to tell you that we've <laughs> landed on a date because I've wanted us to land on a date for the past two months around this. But there were a lot of challenges in looking at how do we create a gaming experience NFT wise on a different chain because the, the metadata is different. There's just different ways that he's changed. So we had to look and do a good amount of research and iterating to make sure that on both chains, that we're currently considering that the the gamer can have the same experience with their their NFT because uh, that's incredibly important. Eventually, we want to have dynamic NFTs where things change and and awesome. that that sort of thing. So we had to make we had to do a good amount of legwork there. To answer your question, the sale will be in the near future. Uh, could be as soon as December. Uh, could also be in January. So okay. it's coming soon. It's coming. Okay. Soon. Well, just for all the listeners out here, this is uh, once this gets released, we might, might be getting released right around the game launch. So I'll absolutely keep following up and make sure that like I can put all the appropriate links so everyone could you know jump in on these NFTs. I know I'll be there uh, yeah. again. Like something that stands out to me is the graphics are outstanding. Uh, some of the best, if not the best that I've seen in the whole industry. So hats off to you on that. Wow. And Thanks. love this idea. I'm not going to call it mini games. Well, I just did. But <laughs> no, well, I love the idea. I set you up. No, I guess we'll get slapped down by Josh if you do that. Yeah. I love the idea of all these games, like the fishing and the, the racing. And it sounds like farming. So it's definitely just this whole ecosystem that people are going to be able to do all sorts of different things. It's not like you're just logging into go fishing or just go do some races. It's like, Hey, I'm bored with this. I'm going to jump over to this next dome. Um, I guess just to wrap up, we'd love to know if you have like any ideas for like collaborations or partnerships coming up. And then in addition to that, if uh, just how everyone could find you, how they could find the website, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the website's cornucopius with an S dot IO. Uh, and you can also go to cornucopius game on Twitter and get our link tree to find all of our socials, but highly recommend making sure it's it's the verified account and not uh, some scammer account that changed the replaced the I with a one or something like that. Make sure there's a legitimate following. It's got the blue verified check mark. Only get information from our website cornucopius.io. That's very important. To answer your question about collaborations, we've got a lot of potential, but. Right now, we're really just boots to the ground and, and want to dodge anything that's too much of an operational distraction. If it adds significant value to our release uh, schedule over the next year, we'll definitely engage something like that. We're always doing marketing type partnerships or open to marketing type partnerships that don't have a uh, operational, that, that don't create an operational bottleneck with our team because the dev team, man, they're working at an incredible pace uh, and they're slammed. And at some point, I've got to release that pressure a little bit, give them some space to relax and recover. Uh, but right now, we're just all trying to meet some uh, some pretty intense deadlines for a lot of things. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to protect their time with, with collabs. But marketing collabs, we're all about it right now. So, yeah. I thanks. love it. Yeah, and, and join our Discord. Is at the moment it's all organically grown. Um, um, alongside our game, we also maintain our our own 
wiki, which we call the Kopi Wiki, and that's at kopiwiki.cornucopius.io, and that's over 400 pages of, about our NFTs. It's got all policy IDs. It's got monthly status updates. It's, it's got the whole history of the game. It's got the roadmap on there, the tokenomics. Everything is is there, yeah. So go in Discord, say hello in there, and, and the community will often point you to, to the Wikipedia, which is now powered Bella by projects AI. have that wiki, right, Rob? How many pages is that up to now? Yeah. It's quite a bit. Yeah, so it's over 400 and it's growing all the time. And with it, with it, Now it's powered by AI. <laughs> you can ask a question and then it'll come back. And it's, it, honestly, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. It's yeah, I love it. You guys have a wealth of information here. Um, uh, outstanding looking game. I, I would love to have you guys back on as the mint gets closer. We'd love to keep the community on top of it because uh, I think it's a great project. I'm really not just saying that. It looks outstanding. Um, I'll definitely drop the links for everyone down below so you can make sure you're going to the right website. We know how important that is for security. And there's tons of information on their website. Like they said, I was peeling through docs, reading through uh, gameplay mechanics and the tokenomics, just really outstanding stuff. Rob, um, Josh, really appreciate you guys both joining me today. I think the community is going to love this game. I love what you're building and uh, really appreciate your time today. Yeah, well, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for having us on. It's been fun. Thanks, and guys. we're definitely glad to come back. Awesome. I'm Rob glad. And I love I talking, yeah. if you didn't notice. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. You guys are wonderful. This is great yeah, and a great yeah. game. So this is the type of stuff we well, want. Well, you know what it is? It's not that we love talking. We're passionate about what we're doing, and that carries through to the community. So you'll, you'll even see if you jump into our Discord, Rob mentioned it. We have a pretty, pretty fun community that's passionate about what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, and when you publish today. this, you're going to see them all over the place, putting corn symbols <laughs> up on your... Uh, on your feet. <laughs> you definitely will see I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks well, again, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you all very right. much. Bye.